Welcome back to Rockhound Radio. We're back for another Tuesday, and yeah, last week we had a little mishap. Episode actually dropped Monday, but but that's all right. It was a cool collaboration episode that uh, Cameron, myself, and one of the guys from uh, the Drunken Spear. We all sat down, and our good friend Clark, and we just kind of chatted it up, and you know, talked about D and D and some of the fun we've had, and. I don't know, all kinds of stuff, so definitely check that out if you haven't heard it. We did have a lot of fun, and actually that was the night where we started recording Season 2, So, and I'm also playing in that. So, yeah, head on over there, check that out, and uh, yeah, it should be a lot of fun. So, this Tuesday, I kind of wanted to close the... I'm getting very close to closing the God of War Ragnarok book, and I mean, I've been playing it pretty, I mean, pretty frequently. Um, I ended up beating it... Um, sometime last week, I think last weekend, I was up till, I don't even know what time in the morning, and I was like, I gotta beat this shit. I, I have to know what happens. So much of the story just drives you to, at least drove me to be like, I have to figure out what's going on. So I started out doing a lot of the side quest, and then after so long, like the story just gets so good that I just had to... I had to cast aside all that stuff and just go right in, right in for the the big serving of insaneness that they call, you know, what you've been pre- preparing for this whole entire game, Ragnarok. So it is pretty interesting. Um, I will say before we go any farther, if you have not played this game or you are planning on playing it or whatever, um, we're going to be talking about probably quite a few spoilers this episode for in-game um, post game and things like that. So if you have not played it, beware because I just can't. I was gonna kind of wait, but I just I can't help myself now. I have to talk about it. But uh, no. So last we talked, I was only I don't know like twenty hours in or so, fifteen hours in, and I'd been doing side quest and a lot of the main story and things like that. But I will say, wow, for being the first PlayStation Five game that I had, I got to play. Like, through and through the whole story. Just what an impressive game. I mean, I've been a fan of the God of War game since... I think we've talked about it even a couple weeks ago. Um, Like, 2005, I think, is when the original God of War came out. And, man, if they only knew what that was going to, like, snowball into. I mean, we got three... Like, it was God of War 1, 2, 3. Yeah, 1, 2, 3. 1 through 3. There was two, like, standalone games for the PSP... And then we got God of War 20, well, everybody says 2018, but that was just the year it came out. And then we've been blessed with Ragnarok. And man, what a what a crazy story of, I mean, if you've played it since the very beginning, you know the kind of shit that Kratos has been through. He pretty much kills off every Greek god and goddess, except for a handful. I was actually watching a video today. Because that's what I've been doing this last week is just watching like God of War stuff, man. Lore, um, just like secrets you may have missed, Easter eggs, and you know all, all that kind of stuff. But um, let's see, yeah, he like single handedly dethrones and eliminates several of the Greek gods and goddesses. I think one there was a couple of gods in a video I was watching actually this morning. So Apollo, the like, I, there's he's got many names. I forget what. He's like the god of the sun or or archery. There are several things. I know that Apollo and Artemis are brother and sister, and they're kind of like um, 
day and night. So you always have like the day and night um, entities or whatever you want to call gods, whatever it is. But yeah, there's always like a a night one and a dark or yeah, a day and a night. You know how it all goes. But um, no, you, you they were spared. And then also Aphrodite, the goddess of love, makes an appearance in the very beginning of God of War three, and then after that she is gone. So you don't really know. But for the most part, every other god and goddess is gone. But yeah, so you end up in the Norse realm and when you start off in the God of War from 2018. And man, what a what an interesting thing. You have a son now. I guess the story was that Kratos, after the events of the Greece, um, just pretty much after the events of like the end of the world in Greece, he was said to pretty much start traveling. And then through his travels, he ended up in Midgard, met Faye, his half-giant wife. Well, what, what we find out to be half-giant. Um, but yeah, she passes away. That's what sparks the whole entire game um, before Ragnarok, is you are on a quest to spread her ashes in the tallest peak of all the realms in Jotunheim, the land of the giants. But yeah, you go through a perilous adventure really finding out quite a few things along the way about yourself, about Atreus, your son. And, you know, come to find out Atreus is, <clears throat> I don't know, he's, he's pretty badass, dude. The first game, it was, he was like very young. And a lot of the stuff he did was, it seemed like he was, I, I'm not, I don't want to say naive, but I mean, he was just a kid, man. So like he made a lot of mistakes and Kratos was always like, boy, and it would always just yell at him and things like that. But no, I will say, the even though I mean he's still a kid in Ragnarok, but I will say like the maturity level of him is super high and it's super well, I mean, it would almost have to be just because, you know, you're kind of forced to mold into the life that you're living. So I mean, you kinda of have to be rough around the edges to deal with some of the stuff that Kratos and Atreus deals with. Well, I will say, before we get any farther, let's uh, recap what happens in God of War twenty eighteen. So you're in the Norse realm of Midgard you know, home to Odin, Thor, Freya, people like that, things like that, monsters of the Norse mythology. So you are pretty much, Kratos is just trying to settle down, man. He's had a crazy life. He's killed lots of lots of people. He's very old. He just pretty much wants to settle down with his son and pretty much just make a living like, I don't know, backwoods, living in, the, living in a hut kind of thing and just doing his own thing, man, not bothering anybody, you know, trying to leave his past life of, you know, violence and blood spill in the past. But uh, that changes very quickly because Freya, well, not Freya, I shouldn't say that. Um, Atreus is a very, very big part of what they will come to find out as Ragnarok. And, and during your adventure to spread the ashes of your mother, um, well, of Kratos's wife and Jotunheim, you come to find out that um, things aren't as they seem. While you're on your way, you run into several gods and goddesses. Freya, which is Odin's wife. Um, you don't really get much into Odin in the first one. The light elves and the dark elves are at war. And it's just long story short, when you finally spread the ashes, you come across like a prophecy. And a prophecy that Kratos' wife, Atreus's mother, had foreseen... Um, through like giant magic, I guess is basically how they like cram it all together and explain it. Like, ah, it's just giant magic. But, um, basically she had foreseen 
the entire journey from her death to them spreading the ashes and they find out that um, Atreus was got the was coined the name Loki. So Loki in Norse mythology, it's kind of weird how it all tried to mesh together, but um, we all know that Loki is Odin's adopted son, Thor's half brother and or stepbrother, however you want to say. I'm pretty sure that's how it goes. But yeah, and Loki is quite an interesting character. So you find out that Atreus is Loki, and that's pretty much it. Like you close the door to I don't know, her memory, I guess. But no, you you close everything out and you're done. You done spread the ashes. I think you go back to your home and Thor shows up. And you that's you just get like a little tease. I mean, you know it's you know it's Thor because when he slams down, it's nothing but lightning and you can see the millennial, the you know, Thor's hammer. But no, it is really interesting. But yeah, so the Norse gods are not too keen on some of the friends Kratos has made. He actually friends up with Freya and they to save Atreus. And then there's there's a bunch of stuff. You just play, you know what? Play the game. It's fantastic. I wouldn't be sitting here talking about it if it wasn't great. Sorry, right, let's fast forward. I feel like I feel like Ragnarok's just a handful of years ahead of um, God of War in 2018, just because Atreus goes from what I would see as like I don't know, maybe eight or nine to like a like a young man, maybe 13 or 14. So a handful of years have you know overcome Kratos and his son. And the start of they keep calling it Fimble Winter, which is like Fimble like some events kicked off Fimble Winter, which is pretty much like a huge ass snowstorm across most of the realms, especially Midgard. So everything's kind of like frozen over, and basically you are approached by Thor and Odin. They pretty much show up at your house, and they're pretty much asking for a ceasefire. They're like, "Listen, dude, we we know who you are. We know what's going on. You know, blah blah." He offers Atreus to come live with him in Asgard and, you know, pretty much put the missing pieces together because Kratos isn't so keen on, you know, Atreus and his, I don't know, his like journey to find out who he is. And I guess which Kratos is big on like prophecies, right? And not, and I don't mean like big and believing in them. I mean big and like he pretty much says um, something along the lines of like prophecies do not you know, they don't, it's something to do with your actions. Just because it is wrote in the prophecy doesn't mean that it wasn't necessary or things like that. So it's all, it's kind of like a big battle of, which I honestly thought with several of the prophecies that you find and talk about in this game, like, I'm like, oh man, like that's what drove me to beat it. Cause I had to know. So but yeah, there's so many things that they're there. You think's going to happen like so much bad stuff. I mean, we do get our, our fill of very bad things, but not for a while into the game. So you make your way through Rag or yeah, through Ragnarok basically, and you are basically trying to figure out Loki's past, man. Well, Atreus's past. You go through several different realms. Um, Freya, you kill Freya's son in the first God of War. So you kill Balder, and you also kill uh, both of Thor's son, Magni and Modi. So Thor's not very happy with you. So you, um, let's see. I think Odin and Thor show up in your house. They pretty much want to call a truce. You ended up fighting. You end up fighting Thor to settle a blood, like a blood oath, I think, or blood debt. Anyway, Odin shows up. You pretty much n- deny all of it. Pisses Odin off, and then now it's a, now it's like a, oh shit, 
you know, we, we got to do something before, or we got to figure out what's going on with this whole Ragnarok thing. So what we're going to do is we're going to go to break. We come back from break and we're just going to, we're going to wrap the end of this game up quick. I could sit here and talk about all the little finer details forever, but yeah, we'll get into the really juicy stuff. You know, when uh, you get a little bit into your adventure, some things start happening. You think you're really making progress and then no, but yeah, we'll be right back and uh, we'll wrap this episode up. All right, we are back from break. We are ready to wrap this episode up, and I'm still so I'm still playing Ragnarok. I'm actually trophy hunting. I would really love to platinum it, except there is just so much shit. I'm about, I think I have one realm left. That is, I've got a bunch of like the little side stuff. As far as like, you'll run into different challenges throughout the game, um, like different fighting challenges, like Draugr. There are not Draugr. Um, they call them hell holes or whatever. You have to close the... You fight Draugr and you fight these things. Anyway, there's a bunch of little side quests and things like that that I'm still wrapping up. But I will say, probably all in all, I'm probably... I've got to be over 80% complete with the entire game. There's several realms that I'm like 99%. I'm just fighting the Berserker Stones, man. Let me get you a little gripe about these. So, the Berserker Stones, you find these... Throughout the realms in Ragnarok, basically there are these giant ghost assholes and you have to fight them and rid their existence of the plane. And they are, son of a bitch, they're hard, man. There are several, I think there's 12 of them. And then you have to, I think King Hrauki or something is like the big boss, like after all of them. But I've pretty much defeated all of them except for... I think there's two fights. One of them you have to fight two people, and the other one you have to fight three. And I just, man, I just, I got to get good. You know what I'm saying? I, I suck. <laughs> I died so many times, got so close, and yeah, so I'm going to go back. And then you also have, so if you remember from the previous God of War, there was all those Valkyries, and you had a Valkyrie queen. Um, Odin has elected a new Valkyrie queen, and her name is Naw, G-N-A. And you... Go find her in, I don't remember where, it's where the arena is, uh, Moosefulheim, I, th I think. But I ran into her on accident, and I said, you know what, fuck it, I'll try and fight her. Yeah, I got hit three times, and she wasted me. So I will be back to fight and all at some point, just not now. I was actually reading up on some strategies. It's like, make sure you're level 9, make sure you match her level. Yeah, I was like level seven. So yeah, I got wasted, but yeah, anyway, we're going to go back to the story pretty much through Ragnarok. You are, you know that, which, which I mean, I didn't know this, you know, as Kratos and Atreus, that Ragnarok is pretty much the end of everything. It's the fall of Asgard, the death of Odin, the death of Thor, like several of the, several of the gods in North mythology, like Ragnarok was, that was it for them. So you have Odin, which has known about this for, who knows how thousands of years basically has been trying to pre prepare for it and all these things. So in the very beginning of the game, you are tasked with going and saving the Norse God of war tier. You get a little bit of information. You show up, you rescue tier and you're like, okay, hell yeah. And you bring him back to Sindri's house, which is pretty much like your safe house on the Yggdrasil, the tree of life where you're kind of hiding out there where Odin can't get to. Well, at least you think, so you rescue him and you're trying to like basically figure out what you need for this, what you need for that. You keep finding pieces of this prophecy about Ragnarok and Loki and, you know, Atreus is really trying to figure out who he is and things like that. But I will say, 
man, the biggest plot, get ready for this, the biggest plot twist, and from here on out, it'll probably be nothing but spoilers. You saved here in like the very, very beginning of the game, like within like the first, your first quest is trying to recover the Norse God of War because you think that you saw a prophecy or you, you see something and you're pretty much assuming that uh, Tyr is going to be the champion, right? And he's going to lead Ragnarok and the fall of Odin, the fall of Asgard and all this, you know, all this bullshit. So you show up, you rescue this guy and he's just a like a big old sissy, man. Like he's just been sitting around locked in this Odin locked him away and he's pretty much just been sitting there doing nothing, which I mean, I guess you can't really do anything when you're locked up. But, you know, you would think being uh, like an all-powerful god that you could just, you know, fucking do something, right? So you save Tyr, and this whole entire time Tyr's kind of like very backward and, you know, not wanting to cause war, not wanting to do this, and, you know, blah, 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 and all this crazy shit. So, you know, think you just keep that in mind for a while. So fast forward a little bit. You get to play as Atreus in this game, which I talked about it last episode that we talked about this. Dude, playing as Atreus is, I thought was really fun. You get a cool bow. Um, you get some really cool powers, and it's not like you don't have to play him too much, so it doesn't get like you don't get that burnout experience from it. You're not like, oh, you know, God, I got to play Atreus real quick. No, I thought it was really fun. The whole story arc where he's trying to figure out who he is, he ends up finding a he ends up finding like a portal to like a part in Jotunheim called Ironwood, and he pretty much dreamed himself there. He meets up with another giant, Angerboda. Which her mission in life and her fate basically was to train Loki when he showed up and, you know, teach him a little bit about giant magic. So you find him and this is all big secret because Odin has no idea that this place even exists and things like that. So um, you go through this, you go through this area of Jotunheim with Atreus and he starts to like piece together more of the giant history and more of the magic and being like, okay, so, you know, this is making a little bit, a little bit more sense. She tells him that Kratos, his father will die and he will end up working for Asgard and working for Odin. So this whole entire game, you're thinking, oh shit, dude, you know, is this really the end? Are we really going to see Kratos like, you know, bid his farewell and out the door? Cause I don't know if we'll be able to climb up out of hell a second, third or fourth time or however many times he's been to hell anyway. Um, so, you know, keep that in mind as well. So you have all these secrets. He doesn't even share where he went with his father. And then he pretty much, Atreus decides, there's like an argument or something, and he ends up running away, and he finds himself in Asgard. And when he gets to Asgard, he climbs up the, the wall and shows up, and then Heimdall, the, the what is he? He's like the guardian of the Bifrost Bridge. Um, I think it's Bifrost Bridge. But yeah, Heimdall, he's got the Galahorn, which is... You know, the horn to sound between, to travel between the realms and all this stuff. So you show up as Atreus in Asgard. You start working with Odin. Odin has this mask and he wants you, or he realizes that you can translate it. So you go on these little quests to figure out there's just been this tear that Odin built his castle around, well, not his castle, but his home around this tear. And he's trying to figure out, he's basically after infinite knowledge. And, you know, somebody with infinite knowledge could more or less be the most powerful person in the world, basically. I mean, if you know everything about anything, then chances are is, you know, you could rule almost everything. So you go and you work with him and Odin, you, you know, you think you're using Odin 
And, you know, I'm sure Odin is assuming that you're trying to use him. Anyway, you get all this information. You get all this crazy shit. Um, there's a sword that I thought was really cool. It's a sentient sword that um, Atreus gets to use. And come to find out it, later on in the game, it is actually Freya's brother, uh, Freyr. He, it's his sword. I forget. Like, There's like a whole story behind it. But no, it was really cool. I will say, um, if you guys remember, I think it's God of War 3. I don't remember. Kratos goes and finds the fates, like the three fates, and he ends up killing them. Well, you actually have your run-in with the Norse fates, which they're called the Norns. So while Atreus is in Asgard, Kratos asks Freya the whereabouts of the Norns. And they will they they pretty much show up at the fates and try to figure out how to get to their son. And the fates tell him that... Um, yeah, they that Kratos will kill Heimdall, and then that's what will basically start Ragnarok because you have the horn, things like that. So, and you have to get you you do get a new weapon for fighting uh, Heimdall, which I was so looking forward to um, to fighting Heimdall just because he's such a prick to you when you're in Asgard as playing in Kratos, or I'm sorry, playing as Atreus when you're in yeah. Anyway. So you have all this crazy stuff. So let's kind of back up to show. Yeah, let's. I don't even know. Let's start where we are now. So you have Tyr, which we rescued. That's been your friend, and you know has been very, I don't know, very relaxed about this whole thing. So like to me, I'm thinking, okay, this fucking God of War dude's lame. Like I don't know what his deal is. He's all about peace, and he never like you get attacked. He doesn't help. So you're like, all right, like what the fuck's up with this dude? You, playing as Atreus, working with Odin, you steal his mask. And this mask that you actually put together for him, and you escape with it. And that's that's not good, because, you know, Odin is not one that you want to double-cross. I mean, we all know that Odin's a, a cheater, or not a cheater, but a liar and a, a murderer and things like that. But, yeah, so you escape back to uh, Sindri's house, and as you're there... With the mask, Tyr stands up and he starts like talking and you know blah blah blah. This is already after you have killed Heimdall and you already have the Galahorn. Um, Atreus is like talking. He's got the mask and then out of nowhere, Tyr grabs this mask right and it's just like big emotional buildup. And then all of a sudden, Brock. So Brock and Sindri, the two dwarves that have been with you last several years in adventures, you're pretty much held up in their house. Um. God, it just, it hurts me to even say this. So you get into like an altercation and Brock like stops and he's like, Hey, something doesn't sound right. You know, why are you calling him Loki? All these parts ain't, you know, matching together. And then out of nowhere, dude, Tyr was fucking Odin this entire time. And he transforms and he was like shapeshifted, right? I mean, he is a God, so I understand he like transforms into Odin and he stabs Brock right in like right in the middle of the chest, dude. And then, then you get in this little altercation. He's got Atreus by the neck. He threatens to kill him. Um, they said they give him the mask. And as they Odin goes to disappear or to like roll out, uh, Kratos throws a spear and traps the mask to the wall. So he didn't get out with the mask. So. I about cried. I'm not even going to lie. I about cried, dude. When Brock got stabbed and Odin was like, consider that even for Heimdall. And he like 
pretty much disappears. I'm like, dude, I know, I know that he's not going to die. Yeah, he dies. Yeah, he, uh, he, he, that was it. And I have never seen like, like, trust me, I've been in, you know, I've played several different games over my life. Like some that are like the story's just so good. I will say this story in this game is by far the best, the best that I've played in, I don't even know, 20 years, I bet. I just love it. You, you get such an emotional high and emotional low. And, you know, some people are like, oh, my God, it's just a video game. Like, no, you don't understand. It's not just a video game. It's a, it's an experience, man. Um, especially when you've been following people. Like, or you've been following these characters for this long. You're like, man, you know, you're anxious to close the book and see, you know, what the hell really happens. So, yeah, after Brock dies, Sindri is, he, like, becomes a whole different person. He blames Kratos and Atreus, I think mainly Atreus, for the death of his brother. And pretty much from there on out, it is preparations for the end-all, be-all. It is, it is time. So you go, you do a couple little side quests when you're in Asgard, like before this happens with Thor, which is kind of cool because you get a little bit of backstory on Thor. You meet Thor's daughter and his wife. His wife's name's Sif. And then his daughter Throod and Atreus becomes kind of friends with them and things. Well, not really Thor, but with Throod. There's a couple really cool scenes. There's a really cool bar scene in Asgard when you're playing as Atreus when they find Thor just drunk as a skunk at like one of the bars. And because he's like swore off drinking or whatever. Well, he, you know, he didn't swear off of it for that day. But no. So this whole entire thing, like with Atreus being Loki, Odin trying to figure out all this stuff. Thor's kind of like caught in the middle. He realizes, or doesn't really realize, but Odin's treating him like trash. And, you know, because Odin doesn't care about anybody but himself. So, excuse me. So, you do all this crazy stuff. You've done killed Heimdall. You've done pissed off Odin, Thor, you know, all these people. You're like, okay. Ragnarok is happening. You go and you fight Surtur, or no, you don't fight Surtur. You find Surtur, the last fire giant, and he is pretty much the. He will become Ragnarok and the giant monster that's going to destroy Asgard and things like that. And I guess it's be it's when Surtur and his wife Senmara join. I think she's a frost giant. And when they join, they create like the Ragnarok monster, which there's a way around that. Surtur doesn't want his wife or his, yeah, I think it's his wife. Anyway, he doesn't want her to be harmed because he's actually got her heart in his body and his heart is in her body, which I thought was really cool. But yeah, you go here, you convince him to help you and start Ragnarok. And he like goes into this crazy massive transformation and he's like, what's he say? I forget what he says. He says something really fucking cool, man. And he, Atreus is like, how will I know? And how will we know when to signal or when he's coming? And he's like, I oh, will just blow the horn. And you hear like he, Ragnarok's like the Surtur dudes, like below this cliff that you're in whenever you do this whole entire thing. And he's like, I will wait. And it's just like, Oh dude, like fuck yeah, this dude's going to be awesome. So you start Ragnarok and to start this, you pretty much blow the Galahorn, which opens up every realm door, and you all storm Asgard. And by the time you storm Asgard, 
you know, you got dark elves flying in, light elves. The, the dark and light elves have reunited and caused the ceasefire of the war to pretty much overtake Odin because you need all of the realms to stand up together and fight. You get the people from hell. You got all the elves. You try, Sindri goes to try and get the dwarves. Um, you, oh, uh, Angraboda shows up and she actually shows up. So, you know how I was all, I was so sad at the beginning of this game when, um, his dog dies, Fenrir. Well, let me tell you, Garm is like a giant wolf that can rip soul tears and like run through the realms. You, which is, he's like undead. And I mean, this thing's like the size of a fucking house. Um, you try to kill Garm and that doesn't work. So what does Atreus do? Atreus puts his wolf's soul into this super monstrous thing's body. And basically it is Gar, it is, uh, Atreus's wolf Fenrir in this giant body that can like rip souls through the realms and thing, or yeah, souls rip tears through the realms and travel and things like that. So you have all these people that are showing up like, uh, characters you met in the game and things like that. Anger Boda shows up. You are fighting your way through Asgard. You ended up running into Thrud, and she almost kills you as Atreus. Or at least I thought that she was going to. And you realize that um, you're trying to tell her that, you know, Odin's bad. And, you know, there's things that he's done that you don't realize. And pretty soon after that, her mother pops out around the corner and shows her, like, you know, your grandfather's a horrible person. And so she joins the fight, right? You storm into Asgard. And Thor shows up, of course, as he's fighting the world serpent up in the air, which is a really cool scene. The whole entire like giant Ragnarok battle scene is just, dude, it's badass. I mean, there's shit going on all over the place, people flying in, shit exploding, um, you know, people hitting the ground beside you. But no, it is really cool. So you get into Asgard and you find Thor, and Thor basically, you know, it's a, it's on now. So you fight Thor, which I will say is a pretty tough fight. At the end of the fight, Kratos could have killed him, but he decided not to. And he tried to teach Thor, like, he's like, listen, he's like, all this bloodshed, we need to be better for our children. We need to be better in this. And so he's basically like trying to like just teach him, like, dude, there's more to life out there than just blood bloodletting and endless nonsense. And he kind of finally gets through to Thor. So Thor like Odin shows up and he's like, why are you not killing him? You know, you listen to me, damn it. And all this shit. Well, Thor like drops his hammer and he's like, no, dude, I'm good. Like I'm done. I'm done with your shit. Well, you know, and then we have another death. Dude, fucking Odin killed his own son, dude. Plunges his staff into Thor's chest and heart, whatever. And that's pretty much the end, dude. Um, Thor pretty much fades into existence. And, you know, in his, in his like last dying breaths through his daughter runs up and she like sees this happen and then all hell breaks loose, dude, because pretty much as this is happening, uh, the dude from Ragnar or yeah, the dude Surtur, which is Ragnarok, he is a little late to the party. Then when he finally shows up, he starts wreaking havoc and you've pretty much already like stormed Asgard. You didn't really need him. Um, I thought there was a really cool scene where Sindri shows up and gets rid of all like the dwarven defense mechanisms that are around Asgard and then that's when like the real shit really happens. But yeah, you're you're in a long fight with Odin and 
after several like little cutscenes, I will say it was really cool because like the fight moves to several different layers. It seems like you're like down here or you're fighting and then you're like fighting next down to like the rip or the tear that he found. But yeah, it's this really crazy fight. It's you, Atreus, and Freya. And after a long standing fight, finally Odin falls. And what was it? I forget. I think it's Atreus that ends up I know it's Atreus that it's like the final blow I don't really know anyway you pretty much beat him to almost to death and you find that well Atreus has the mask and this rip and before all this happens Atreus breaks that mask it goes into that rift and it disappears forever so at that point Odin really has nothing left to live for he's super pissed off because he's thinking that he could find the key to like existence or the key to creation or the answer to creation and all this shit. So you pretty, you know, all in all, after it's all said and done, Odin falls and he, right when he dies, Atreus takes out his soul and puts it into these little giant marbles that he's found along this journey, which is a whole nother part of the game that I thought was just fucking mind blowing too, by the way. Oh, all the giants you've been looking for. Yeah. Their souls are in these little marbles. They've just been chilling out along across all the realms. Um, so yeah, you kill Odin, you put his soul into this little marble, and you give it to Freya, and because you're pretty much like, you know, we got to be better than this. We don't need senseless killing anymore. Freya's like, well, I've dreamed about this for so long that uh, now I don't know what to do. And dude, Sindri shows up, grabs the fucking marble, runs over to a table, and just crushes it with a hammer. Basically like, Odin is gone forever. And then he just disappears. And he's like, shoop. And gone. And then you're like, holy shit. Um, I think Ragnarok crashes into Asgard. Uh, Garm and Angraboda save you. in like a soul tear. And then that's... Oh shit. That's pretty much it, man. That's the end of the game. And it was so like... I felt so fulfilled when I finally beat it. Like I can't, ex I can sit here and talk about it. And I'm sure some of this stuff doesn't sound as cool as it really is. But man, just look up some of these scenes. I will say, I don't think I've ever been so upset over a death of a character in a video game than I was with Brock. And I don't think I was, I, I don't think I was any more satisfied with a fight than I was with like the end of a fight than I was with Odin. You pretty much just crush his soul into non-existence. But yeah, that was that's got to War Ragnarok, man. The, the fight, the fall, and, you know, they're overall like, oh, and I will say, dude, so Atreus goes on this adventure and or realizes that he needs to go on this adventure to save the giant. So at the end of Ragnarok, when you're all safe and sound, you pretty much wake up because you get knocked out or something. Um, you are playing as Atreus. You, like, walk past all these characters that have been in the game with you, um, Amir, Freya, the couple of light, the the dark elf and light elf couple that you run into, that is friends with Freyr, all these people, and then you finally get up to your dad, and old Kratos is just kind of sitting there, and you guys start talking, and Atreus is like, "Listen, I have to go on this adventure, you know, blah blah blah. I know I have to do this," and he walks away, like he goes off, he sets out with Angerboda to find these giants, and. Freya is now your new Atreus. But yeah, I was super heartbroken. Well, not really heartbroken, but it was so cool to like see the progression of his character. And then at the end of the game, he's like, you know what? I got my own shit to do, bro. I'm out. But yeah, I know that I've been watching several videos too. Like the directors wanted Atreus's 
um, leaving sequence, basically like leaving thing to be, you know, they wanted that to like solidify that. And that's part of the story. You know, it's part of him growing up, part of his journey. I will say did not see that coming. A lot of stuff in this game I did not see coming. But yeah, it was very, very good and very interesting. So I'm anxious to see where the series will go now. I've been watching all kinds of stuff. Everybody is, you know, a lot of people have talked about Celtic or ja- or Japanese and then potentially Egyptian um, mythology. So, yeah, hopefully we see something cool within, you know, at least like a little teaser within two or three years and we can really get right back into it, man. But, yeah, get out there. Play God of War Ragnarok. It's fantastic. I'm slowly trying to 100% the game, but, boy, oh, boy, what a fucking adventure that's been. But, yeah, that's all I got. We kind of ran a little over this episode, maybe. I don't I haven't checked the time. I just kind of get to rambling. Oh, yeah, we're a little over. But uh, what we're going to do is we're going to get out of here, and I will see you guys Friday for what I think is a really good episode. And then be on the lookout, too, because I'll be playing in that Season 2 D&D over at uh, oh yeah, Drunken Spear Tabletop Gaming. So go check that out. The first episode's already up, and it's pretty much the intro. It was quite an interesting time. Me playing a lizard folk wizard, I am kind of all over the place, and I'm very, very squishy. So hopefully I do not die before I really get to coming to my own as a wizard or not a wizard yeah wizard but uh all right we'll see you guys and make sure you head on over to where you get your podcast where you get all your stuff youtube tiktok you know all those places follow where you can follow and review and rate where you can rate and review so yeah i will see you guys later on this week